0: in the lee of a picturesque ridge lies a small unpretentious podcast one that pampers its patrons like its own fib is hi i'm hollywood leon you'll remember the experience and you'll remember the name everyone is terrible
1: who's the most terrible of them all it's hollywood leon
0: Welcome to Everyone is Terrible. I'm your host, Hollywood Leon. it's my favorite day of the week. You know, gossip is the devil's telephone. It's just best to hang up. But I couldn't do it, so I have my co-host with me. She's the Alexis to my ill David. My co-host, Amy Pruitt.
1: Hi! Hello.
0: Welcome to the show, darling.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is long overdue. Long overdue. I loved your intro. It was amazing. God, it was great.
0: (laughs) Amy is one of my longtime friends. You know, we've done shows together in Vegas. We've done a lot of bad things together in Vegas.
1: Oh, well, you know that I am obsessed with Shits Creek. It runs on a loop in my house constantly.
0: Totally one of my favorites as well. Um, oh my God. You know, this, the whole concept was based on a true story. You know, David saw an article about Kim Basinger buying a town in Georgia for $20 million in the 90s to increase tourism.
1: I did not hear about that, but she is from Arkansas, and I did know that. That makes sense. I can totally see her doing something like that. I I immediately connected to Schitt's Creek because I had to leave Las Vegas to move back to Arkansas when our daughter was born, and I felt I felt Moira, like I felt those characters. I was like, oh my God, this is my life. This is, do you remember me sending you all those pictures? And I was like, where am I? I am in hell.
0: I'm going home y'all. Oh my God, it was awful.
1: It was awful.
0: And you wear all black
1: constantly
0: Uh, honey there's a jewel in her belly hole
1: oh my god i forgot about that yes that happened to me in arkansas oh my god people have walked by and i've heard whisper 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 or uh, when our daughter was a baby and this woman like jerked her child out of the out of the sandbox that Addie was playing in because I was the weird goth mom. With
0: that small town, it ended up blowing up in Kim Basinger's face because she bought it for $20 million, Then she sold it for $1 million. So it was just a bad idea. Oh. oh my God. But what wasn't a bad idea was this show pitch. And, you know, Dan pitched it to Eugene. Eugene brought it to Catherine as a, can you do us a small little favor? And then it got picked up, obviously. It's going to get picked up with Catherine and Eugene. And they're just so fabulous. And I love their impop group. And that's where that, that heart is and that's why that show is so great
1: the one thing i love about Shit's creek is that it's a town where it's just assumed that everyone is cool with everyone's lifestyle so that's the reason why so many more cool interactions are able to take place i'm a writer and in my opinion it free that frees you up to be able to have a, a you know so many different storylines and so many different character developments and just by taking away those Things that we all, as people living in our normal lives, have to deal with. That's why we leave small towns.
0: <sighs> small towns, small town-mindedness. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that does not apply here. This show has tons of representation. It is about queer representation. There is no homophobia. Yes. But there's also no one telling you what to believe. Right. There's no preachiness. It's just a funny show.
1: My kids both know all the words to a little bit of Lexus. <laughs> We are huge fans over here. So um, it's just some, there's something in it for everyone. And there's, there's so many amazing moments that happen and it's just, it, it's so heartwarming to watch it. And it's my happy place. When I have a really bad day, I go to Shit's Creek and it just makes you feel better. It just does. It does.
0: Exactly. And you know what, even when you want to go back to the basics and you want to go back and you are in a bad space, you can go back to season one. Some of the lines that Moira says, she's like, you know, I'm just eating egg whites and hoping that the building will collapse.
1: (laughs) Where she said, when she says, I just cried myself to sleep.
0: But well, yeah. we'll get into we'll get into really the dynamics of Moira. I think there is good and bad. There is some terribleness in there. And you know, speaking of, I think we should kind of get into it. You know, we're acting like a bunch of disgruntled pelicans over here. So let's get into it. My first nomination for most terrible. I think it's. I think I'm gonna start it with the hot guy. You know, and it's not because I'm just hating on the hot guy. I'm half the hot guy, so <laughs> I I don't have to be the hater. Um, but I am gonna start with the hot guy and you know what his name is jake why are jakes always fucking cute too they're always trouble (laughs) and they're always cute i've never been i've never met a bad looking jake ever
1: agreed yes totally
0: and i've and i've only met like two jakes in my whole life also like there's not a lot of jakes running around but my first nomination is for jake mostly for being messy and aloof he debuts in season three with the whole thropple thing he's dating stevie he's dating david but then towards the end, he kind of comes back into David and Patrick's life as a cock tease. And that vagueness is what lead David and Patrick to go to his apartment. And I just don't think they're that kind of couple. I love the way David and Patrick were represented, but at the end of the day, they also showed they were still men and they went to that <laughs> apartment. So I'm voting Jake as my first official nomination for Most Terrible. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I have to say that... I have a list of people and I thought about Jake as well, but here's the reason why I talked myself out of it and I just want to give a shout out to all of the people in the world. who are living a different type of lifestyle than normal monogamous people so let me just say that what I feel like Jake was trying to bring to this to the idea to the story was that live your life and love as many people as you want at the same time or separately. It's all good. I don't think the rest of, some of Shits Creek wasn't ready for that.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm all about the, um, representing different kinds of loves and shouting it out. You know, I love if you give me some of your French fries, but I personally am not sharing my French fries with you. Um, interpret that like you want it (laughs) but that is that that's as basic as it gets to it
1: having jake come into the story and sort of tempt david and patrick down that road um allowed for everybody who might have been thinking oh well this is patrick's first relationship you know he needs to get out in the world and experience some other things just besides just david um, yeah. or even maybe David thinking that you know, because David you know is the master of self sabotage, as we saw. <laughs> Patrick chooses David when he says, "I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I don't want to be those people. Like, he makes that choice, and so it makes it more believable that they go and get married and have you know, because it happened kind of fast. And it um, did kind of,
0: yeah. You know, I love that actually. I do love that, and you're right. They do get married kind of fast. And it is Patrick's first relationship. So maybe these kind of temptations or testing of the boundaries is kind of necessary to build that strong foundation because that's what it's really about. It doesn't matter that they got married fast. As long as their foundation is strong, it doesn't matter what comes creating David and where his journey is going to go. And I'm very happy and proud of the queer representation that he's given to us, because a character like David, usually on TV, doesn't find love.
1: Yes. The comic sidekick.
0: Exactly.
1: They're usually the you go, Glen Coco, like that type of character. Yes. Yeah.
0: The sassy gay guy. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't find love. He doesn't find Prince Charming.
1: Every single time I hear David or Patrick singing to David, I ball. Every time. Like, it doesn't matter if I've seen it three times in a day. I cry every time I see it. I just hope that someday that my children have that in their lives. Someone who loves them that much. Someone who isn't afraid to, like, put themselves out there and say, say their heart. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, what a gift. What a gift that
0: is. Which, you know what, which leads me to my next nomination. You know, like, I, I we, obviously we have plenty of people to talk about, but we're going to do the top five most terribly shitty characters. We just talked about Jake. And Amy brought up a really good point. You know, she said she cries every time she sees David and Patrick. Um, the scene in uh, season four when he sings simply the best the tina turner cover and it's so good it's the open mic episode um and which leads me to my next nomination which is roland and jocelyn (laughs) you know roland because he has no fucking boundaries but then roland and jocelyn together specifically in the open mic night episode we're having this beautiful moment there's David is being serenaded by Patrick. Patrick has put his own twist on this brilliant song, this beautiful cover. We're deep into this. All of a sudden, Roland and Jocelyn come in. (laughs) Moira! Moira! We know about this. We know the sex of our baby. Moira's like, I don't fucking care. I'm in. I'm crying right now. I'm in the middle of watching a performance. Like, what do you want? We know the sex of our baby. We don't care about the sex of your baby.
1: <laughs> I love it when she says, "I believe I told you that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. Like I, I already knew that. Now can you stop uh, talking to me? Um, so just specifically based <laughs> on the fact, just based on that episode, Roland and Jocelyn shit are nominated for most terrible because (laughs) who does that who does that it was like the most beautiful scene
1: do we care we don't fucking care who your baby is (laughs) (laughs) your miracle baby
0: (laughs) you know you you know i know right totally miracle baby
1: but when i figured out what song it was i lost my shit because that song I have so many fond memories of that song being performed by very dear, dear friends who were drag queens who are no longer with us. And I lost my mind.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, my best friend, the biggest fag hag in the world. (laughs) Fruit fly.
1: I don't think we're supposed to say that anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pantyhose and balls. I mean, it's. Oh my God,
1: I have so many stories. I'm going to write a book one day. I really, really am. I have been in the drag show, I have judged the drag pageant, I have been the drag slave, I have done it all, believe me. Oh my God. If
0: if you don't know what a drag slave is, if you've ever been to a drag show, (laughs) It's the person that picks up all the dollars off the floor once the drag performer leaves.
1: And and whenever the drag queen says, I'm wearing 50 pairs of tights and my toes are squeezed together, get down in my shoe and separate my tights so I can move my feet. You have to dig at someone's nasty toes. Yeah, I did that. Thank you. i tucked. <laughs> I have tucked. I have helped to tuck people. I have been there. I have been there.
0: Bless your Southern heart. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for representing the queer people that's why uh that's why i love you, that's why I love
1: you so well i would like to say that i definitely agree with with uh, roland and jocelyn's n- nomination for sure Th- um thank and you. separately they have a lot of moments that you're just like really i mean
0: roland has no boundaries and jocelyn uh, is kind of passive aggressive to moira like 24 7 definitely
1: definitely yeah like they're rude but you know moira is going around being like i hate your town this place sucks i don't want to fucking be here (laughs) (laughs) so i mean they're kind of defensive they probably would have been a little bit more open-armed if they weren't met with you know moira saying like i like what you said i hope that the building collapses
0: (laughs) exactly I haven't nominated Moira yet, but I do want to do, I do want to give a couple shout-outs to the people that have nominated on the Instagram, on the Facebook. I'm doing some shout-outs. So Kelly Adam Oik. I think I said that right. She says Bob is giving me low-key serial killer vibes. Oh. She's nominating him. <laughs> um, she says uh, With no ill will, though, but he is uh, painfully chosen to be terrible. And then Brian Cronin is nominating Ted Mulligans with no reason at all behind it. Um, So there's that. And then also Beach Brunette on Instagram says, I'm nominating Moira because she is a bad mother. She's disconnected from her kids and she is very self-involved. What do you think about that? (laughs)
1: Uh, well, Moira is an actor, and I am married to an actor, so I can tell you that's just how they are. <laughs> I think that they had so much money that she didn't have to be involved, and she could ha- hire people. And honestly, if I had had money, I definitely would have hired a nanny when we, when our babies were young, because dear God, oh, I totally. mean, you don't sleep for years. Yeah, but you know
0: what? Though let's let's separate it. Let's separate it from real life because. This was, like, a little bit extreme. Like, there was one point in season one where David says, you took the wrong, the wrong child home from daycare. And she said, well, Alexis looked Chinese, you know? And then, like, you know, Alexis says at one point, well, I was crossing the, the Thailand border, and, like, I bribed him with sex. And she was like, when were you in Thailand? Kidnapped by Somali pirates off of David Geffen's yacht.
1: She was also driving uh, large numbers of people in trucks uh, across a border at, some, at one point in time, wearing a burqa. She, she, she changes as a character. She completely does like a 180, and she becomes a mother who loves her children so much and who wants to be with them and spend time with them and all of that, and I think that at the beginning, I would agree, she's not a good character. She definitely is terrible. Is she the most terrible of the roses? Maybe. I don't know. At the beginning, maybe. Or maybe Alexis, at least she was going to take off and leave. And that wasn't very family oriented. So.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I did not put her in my top five nomination list. I would never. Just because of the character development, like you said, you know, at the end, you know, like the final episode, the wedding, when she does david and patrick's nuptials i mean it is just laughter through tears is my favorite emotion like dolly partinson
1: yes well i'm gonna have to disagree with whichever one of your people that that wrote in and said about bob i love bob to the bottom of my heart and so the person that i'm gonna nominate is gwen we
0: only see her in the first season right i
1: know but i but you hear about her through the rest yeah she locks him out of the house And then she was up on a telephone pole and there was like some wiring, but she was wearing a rubber dress. My feeling is, is that they were having some sort of dungeon situation happening at their house and Bob didn't really want to be involved. Remember how he bought that leather outfit and he spent all his money on it and he was like really uncomfortable wearing it. He was trying to fit in. Doesn't she run off with somebody? She divorces him and runs off with some guy.
0: She does run off with the guy.
1: I think she was trying to be a dominatrix and she wanted Bob to be her slave. And I just don't think he knew what to do with that information. Like it was just, it was too much information for him. I love Ronnie. She wouldn't have made it onto my list and never.
0: She's not on my list, but I, she is, she was nominated for most terrible from other people. And I am going to give a reason for why she is, terrible just strictly based on the fact she doesn't like patrick how do you not like patrick ronnie you are terrible i remember the wedding episode and i know the flower person they're like oh great we can do the flowers and she goes let's just get this straight i'm doing this for david i'm like how do you not like patrick
1: he's so good because because she doesn't like people telling her how to do her job And so whenever he gave her shit about not finishing the bathroom on time and he was, she was like, well, if you hadn't ordered the most expensive tile, I could have finished it. And Patrick was kind of being a dick. (laughs) I'm defending Ronnie. I will stand, I will die on this rock. Like she doesn't like people telling her how to do her job, man, I relate. Okay, I do, I have another nomination and it is Amir, the hotel reviewer. I am not a fan he is because
0: he broke stevie's heart
1: it is because i firmly believe that he was married and i believe that he did this to a lot of people like when they were at the awards ceremony he suggested that they go to a hotel room but then as soon as she suggested that she go with him around to some different hotels he was like no i'm good mm, you're an asshole."
0: you know what those travel people are shady as fuck. Yes! people that travel
1: because they don't because they can be he just didn't think that she was good enough for him or he was married
0: I agree. No, I actually think he was married. You are totally onto something. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious when he said, I thought this was a one-time thing. I'm like, what? How the hell do you think this is a one-time thing? You're a dick. We are literally talking.
1: Yeah, you're a dick, Amir. Yeah.
0: He is totally (laughs) nominated for most terrible.
1: Yeah. I don't care about the review he gave. Like, fuck him.
0: (laughs) So we have nominations for Jake, Roland, and Jocelyn, Twyla, Gwen, and Amir. We see these characters go through a lot, you know, this family comes into town, they're rich as hell, the only thing they have to themselves are their clothes, you know, and their judgments and their baggage, (laughs) Um, but they come into this town and they kind of infiltrate this town, and the town takes them in with loving, apprehensive hearts, But they eventually become like this unit and you see all these beautiful stories blossom. And one of my favorite episodes as well, the season where they do cabaret, it's so fabulous. Um, And I think we've all felt like Sally at one point or another. And you've done the musical cabaret.
1: I did. I was in the musical cabaret when I met my husband and we started dating in that show and that show. when moira said that show changed my life like that show literally changed my life and i remember rehearsing for that show and just the feel of it and i just love that show and the music is fabulous and all that but um i i live in my mind in that show a lot because it was the last time i had a six pack of abs (laughs) I wasn't. I wasn't cast as Sally, but um, I was Rosie, the lesbian Kit Kat girl. So you know, <laughs> type casting and all that.
0: <laughs> but before we reveal. Uh my last nomination and we vote on most terrible make sure to join the patreon i mean amy's dressed like moira rose i'm giving david rose vibes as well i got the david rose glasses you have heels on for the podcast this, uh
1: this all came from my <laughs> closet i literally had every all of this the jewelry belonged to my aunt margie she was she was the original moira i mean originally. Oh, um I love it. and yeah i love her too but um yeah, I'm. I would. I would. When I get to be about sixty years old, I'm going full on Moira. I'm gonna do the wigs. I'm gonna dress like her. Like I just feel like that. That is gonna make my life so much more fun.
0: Channel her, and the next time Ugh. I will channel her, we will be on a red carpet premiere. Um, so <laughs> don't look them in their
1: eye. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I can speak their language. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aww. my last nomination. For most terrible, and then we will vote on the most terrible character, but my official nomination for the most terrible person is Twyla. Twyla is my nomination for most terrible. Why do you ask? And and here's the thing, a a, a plethora.
1: I know what you're going to say. A
0: plethora of reasons. (laughs) But here we go. My my main reasons (laughs) is because, first of all, she knows about the gateway cult and never says anything and she lets everybody sign up. She doesn't warn Alexis. That pisses me off. <laughs> then remember when she fucking hurts her ankle going whitewater rafting and then she lets Johnny Rose work her shift. Well because at the very end we find out she's a fucking millionaire. The big <laughs> reveal at the end. She reveals to Alexis that she won the lottery and that she won $92 million. She never helped out the town. She never contributed to the town. She never helped out the roses. She didn't offer to give them a fucking loan. She took designer clothes from Alexis when she could afford her own. I mean- do I have to give any more reasons? Twyla is terrible.
1: I, I will give you another reason. Another reason. She, and this is what I thought you were going to say, and I love how it all has to do with the restaurant because we were both, we both worked in a restaurant. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is the thing that I agree with you because she may, she goes to them and she's like, yeah, we can't give you any more credit. They were literally starving. They had no more. Alexis couldn't get a smoothie. Because Twyla was like, yeah, we can't give you any more credit. Bitch, you have $92 million. You can't give someone more credit. Fuck you. Fuck
0: you. you. Fuck Twyla. Thank you. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, I cannot believe that at the end of the season, she reveals And
1: she sings too loud.
0: (laughs) Keep it down. You need a blend, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, no, like, I can't believe she revealed, and it's not even like she just won the lottery. Like, she she had won it, and she didn't want to, you know, give in to what happens when you get a lot of money. She didn't want to tell people because it would change things. She didn't want people to treat her differently. It is just all about you, right, bitch? You couldn't do anything to help out the people that you live around, the town that you reside in, the pride in yourself. Like, Uh, she totally conned everybody and pissed me off (laughs) and the reason she was whitewater rafting is because she was rich (laughs) then she came back and took johnny rose's tips i'm sorry i'm sorry okay but yeah No, Amy, it has come down to that time in the show where we have to nominate most terrible. We have nominations for Jake for being aloof and messy and being vague, and that vagueness led him to be a cock tease for David and Patrick, which they are not that kind of couple, so we don't like him for misrepresentation. Roland, because he has no boundaries. He literally puts everybody in the worst positions. He makes people feel uncomfortable even in the first season when he wouldn't leave their hotel room and then. Oh use my the, God, the worst. And he used their bathroom to do a number two. I mean, <laughs> who does a number two in someone's hotel room?
1: Like go to the <laughs> lobby, go
0: home. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: Jocelyn God. for
0: being passive aggressive. And then for them as a couple together for interrupting Patrick's serenade to David, simply the best. We <laughs> simply don't care about your baby. <laughs> we don't care about your baby. We don't care. It is not your time straight people move it to the side <laughs> we have nominations for gwen for being a dominant chick lesbian um well i don't want to say no
1: i want to nominate her not for being a dominatrix but i think for trying to make bob be her slave and he wasn't ready for that like she didn't give him a choice He needed a choice and he, she just left her i felt sad
0: Here, everyone is terrible. We're all about consent.
1: (laughs) I'm all about dominatrixes. Like, I'm just like, girl, you do your thing. But, you know, not if somebody doesn't want to consent. That's right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Your other nomination was for? Amir. Amir. Oh, my God. Amir. And I'm telling you, Stevie Mm. was way better than him. I'm like, you should be lucky that she's even talking to you, dude.
1: Well, we have all uh, done it with people that... We're definitely not good enough for us, but you know, when you're in that place where you're like, I feel like shit about myself, you your standards are lower. I mean, it's happened. Well, to, to quote, none of the people that I've ever had sex with, none of you guys, but I mean, everyone's done it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, to to quote Anthony Marantino from Sex in the City, "Ugly sex is hot." And then our final nomination is for Twyla, and I love that Amy jumped on the bandwagon and was like, yeah, fuck you, Twyla, because she really is terrible. I mean, we gave you plenty of reasons. Yeah. Um, we did some honorable mentions that you guys gave us. You gave us nominations for Moira. I'm sorry we had to shoot that down. Yeah. We no, gave us uh, nominations mm-hmm. for Bob, and he wasn't malicious enough to make the list, you guys he was just painfully obliviously annoying um and then ted
1: maybe he's maybe because he's like too perfect like the same reason why alexis didn't want to date him at first because he was oh like you know what perfect. i have
0: a reason for uh ted being uh, terrible and that's because um he knew he was being filmed and he gave everyone a show on that webcam he knew he was being filmed <laughs> Knew the bunny cam was there, and we didn't get to see any footage of it. So the show is he
1: was trying to give everyone a whisper of desire.
0: (laughs) Who are you voting most terrible based on the facts, based on the conversations? You're taking the nominations into consideration, even the honorable mentions. Terribly Delicious goes to Stevie for the most valuable player. We call it the terribly delicious character. Um, We love Moira. We love Moira so much. She is in all of us. But but the most terrible, who is this?
1: I'm going to have to go with Twyla. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go with Twyla too. I have to. So it's official. Because of all the
1: things that you said. And then the thing that I thought too, like definitely, I'd I'd have to go with her for sure. She's definitely the most terrible.
0: It's official. We have a unanimous (gasps) vote. Twyla is the most terrible. Uh, she is actually related to Dan Levy. Uh, yeah. That's his sister, Eugene's <laughs> daughter, which is kind of cool. Keep it all in the family. Twyla's the most terrible. I want to thank my guest, Amy Pruitt. Coming in from Las Vegas, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Log on to the Patreon if you want to see the full uncut episode. The video, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You guys, <laughs> we have a lot of stuff coming up for October. Rebecca, the psychic medium, is going to be on. Ooh. She has full-blown conversations with ghosts, the reunion of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is crazy. I'm going to be covering the new Netflix Britney Spears documentary. Um, I want to thank my guest and best friend, Amy Pruitt. Amy, where can we find you? What would you like to promote today?
1: Well, uh, I would love to promote a film that I co-wrote that is currently in production and give a shout out to my co-writer, Aaron Castillo. He's amazing. It, the film is called forever. You can find it on IMDB. Uh, you can follow me on Amy, the T H E E Prince fan. Um, I'm a huge Prince fan.
0: Yes. Look out for that. Um, screenwriting debut it's called forever
1: it's called forever and it's a really cool story and i'm really excited for everybody to see it
0: well yes uh we are not losers anymore like sally (laughs) says in cabaret um, I want to thank Amy for coming on. We had such a good time talking about Shits Creek.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love you.
0: All the terribly shitty characters of Shits Creek. Twyla was the most terrible. This was so fun. For sure. Uh, you guys, I want to thank all the people that support the podcast. I want to shout out my Patreon subscribers Sherry, Kate Chastain, Michelle Cox, Nicole Haltman, Monica, Holly Brocky. Melissa Burt, Mikey P, who is pregnant. Mikey P, we wish you uh, best of luck with your pregnancy. Uh, Jean, welcome, which is like one of my favorite people in the world. I want to thank Ashley. Chantel. um, uh, April, who supports the podcast every uh, every month. Elizabeth, you guys are fantastic. I'm Hollywood Leon. It's my favorite day of the week. We'll see you guys next week. Stay terrible, kids.
1: Bye. Bye. Who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Leon.